Hello, and welcome to Code Conversations, a podcast series from ACNM Magazine that focuses on interpreting the National Electrical Code. I'm Ellen Parson, Editor-in-Chief of ACNM, and I'm sitting down today with NEC expert Russ LeBlanc to discuss some of the most significant changes to the 2023 edition of the Code, all in 10 minutes or less. Most of you probably already know Russ. He's a master electrician, electrical instructor, trainer, certified electrical inspector, and longtime contributor and code consultant to ECNM Magazine, bringing you some of our most popular pieces of content, including what's wrong here, moving violations videos, and illustrated code catastrophes. For today's episode, we're going to discuss section 700.11 regarding wiring class 2 powered emergency lighting systems. And it looks like this is a new section, uh, addresses technologies like POE and other emergency lighting systems that use class two power. Um, So Russ, could you start with what prompted this addition? Sure, this change was driven by the development of newer technologies, including power over ethernet and low power consumption LED luminaires. This new type of emergency lighting system utilizes class two circuits to deliver power control signals or both from a central device to one or more emergency luminaires. Why do you think it was necessary to add a whole new section? Well, the previous requirements of section 700.10 regarding wiring of emergency circuits were directed at line voltage circuits. When the emergency system utilizes class two circuits, additional alternative requirements were needed to ensure that the system gets installed with equivalent performance and safety to systems using line voltage circuits. For clarity, section 711 was added to specifically cover class two emergency lighting circuits. So what specific code language was added or revised that's important for our listeners to take note of today? Section 711A was added to make it clear that 700.10 still applies to the line voltage wiring supplying the class two emergency lighting control devices, whereas class two emergency circuits must comply with 700.11B through D. Okay, Um, so this addition is mainly related to identification, separation of circuits and protection. Um, Could you give us a brief rundown of the requirements in each of those areas? Sure. 700.11b requires systems using class two conductors to provide methods of identification for emergency circuits. All boxes and enclosures for class two emergency circuits must be permanently marked as a component of an emergency circuit or system. Exposed cable, cable tray or raceway systems must also be permanently marked to be identified as a component of an emergency system or circuit. And this marking is required within three feet of each connector and at intervals not exceeding 25 feet. 700.11c requires class two emergency circuits to be wired in a listed jacketed cable or with one of the wiring methods specified in chapter three. And if installed alongside bundled non-emergency class two circuits, the class two emergency circuits must be bundled separately If installed alongside non-emergency class two circuits that are not bundled, the class two emergency circuits must be separated by a non-conductive sleeve or non-conductive barrier from all other class two circuits. 
and separation from any other circuits has to comply with section 725.136. And 700.10D provides protection requirements for these class two emergency circuits. In cases where they might be subject to physical damage, class two wiring methods do not provide suitable protection for emergency circuit conductors. In such cases, class two emergency circuit conductors must comply with section 300.4 and be installed in a raceway, armored cable, metal clad cable, or a cable tray to provide adequate protection against physical damage. Okay, perfect. Um, do you have any final thoughts then on how to apply these new requirements? Systems utilizing class two conductors to deliver power, control signals, or both from a central device to one or more emergency luminaires are considered directly controlled emergency luminaires, and they're covered by 700.24. And where emergency illumination is provided by one or more of these directly controlled emergency luminaires that upon loss of normal power use an external control input to establish the required illumination level, these directly controlled emergency luminaires must be listed for emergency system use. And the product standard for emergency lighting and power equipment is UL924. Luminaires that are energized to the required emergency illumination level by disconnection of their controlled input by a listed emergency lighting control device are not required to be listed for emergency system use. Okay, great, thank you. Uh, that definitely should clear things up for our listeners in that area. It does look like we're out of time for today. Thank you, Russ, for sharing your unique insights from the field and industry knowledge with us today. In closing, I'd like to thank Managing Editor Ellie Coggins and Editor Michael Morris for editing and putting these podcasts together. This podcast is produced by ECNM Magazine, part of the portfolio of Endeavor Business Media Publications. That's it for today's Code Conversation. Please let me know if you have any pressing NEC podcast topics you'd like to listen to in the future. And don't forget to check out our website that hosts other great content resources for electrical construction professionals. Thank you and have a great day.